The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you, January 31st, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on The Morning Blend. Our producer, Eric, is behind the computer joining us as well. Thank you for tuning in on this last day of January. Good morning, Pat. Where did it go? One down, 11 to go. <laughs> Better <laughs> make the most of it. by. Oh, my goodness. But what a day. One of my favorite saints today, St. John Bosco. Oh, sure. Yeah, so so I'm, I'm, I'm eager to celebrate that. Dave Vassaris got me really uh, uh, up to speed on St. John Bosco, and he has a special Mm -hmm. devotion to him, but he kind of explained what the orientation of that is. Great story. Great patron of our young people. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and it's it's wonderful to celebrate that right in the middle of National Catholic Schools Week. And I know we got a lot going on with that today. Oh, no doubt. We've got a lot to talk about. it. You know, in fact, in speaking about St. John Bosco, you reminded me, Julian Durko, you know, our, our friend uh, and brings us the lives of the saints. She talked a lot about St. John Bosco earlier in the year and also about a pet. He had a wonderful dog named Grigio. So you can find <laughs> out about him, too, from Julian Durko's show. Isn't that fantastic? Even our saints loved their pets. And speaking of pets, I have to say, it struck me as you were coming around the corner as we were coming into the studio, you look very zebra-like today. I'll t- I'll accept that as a compliment. No, I meant it as a compliment. Okay. I, I love animal prints, you know, and, and it's just something about it. There's okay. just but th- you've got it struck me as almost like a zebra type print. It's, it's a really stripe. It's not an striking. animal print. Yeah, it's a striped nice. shirt. So well, thank you for that. It, no, it's I not an please. animal print, but you know, it could be <laughs> the way it kind of blends together. You you, you look very zebra like. So there are certain <laughs> things women will find this, and I suppose men might be able to do this too. But you are drawn to certain things. Now, my mother-in-law, God rest her soul if there was a, a like a leopard print blouse or something it was in her closet oh I love that's them. that was yeah, it yeah. now for me if you put in front of me a blue and white striped shirt i'm gonna i'm gonna take it and buy it i don't know what it is about that that seems to just tell me <laughs> that's something that you need in your life so i'm i'll say okay so there a, we go. I have a leopard print pillow <laughs> that you? I really like. Yeah, just something about that. It's so kitschy kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, we're excited. Again, January, we're already through this. So tell yeah. me if you ever feel like this on certain days. So yesterday, here in the studio, my schedule was a little bit full. We did the morning show. Podcast went up. I went right into an interview. And then I started working on a long-term project that we were kind of trying to update yes. some things here. Thank you. Now, that energy, though. I got in the car, said my rosary, got home. Now, I hadn't been home all day. There were dishes that had been piled up from people that were home. I went in, washed all of the dishes, went upstairs. I mean, like, I felt so productive. And I don't know what it was that inspires you sometimes, but at the end of the day, I was like, what a great day. I got things done. I don't know how to tap into that every day though do you ever get the like i wish i could keep this going but there are just days that you just go home and you go i'm not doing anything yeah right that that sense of productivity it's called being human (laughs) is that what it is do you think in heaven every day (laughs) every day we're just gonna get up and go you know this is gonna be the best day in eternity ever sure sure absolutely because you've got you know you've got your glorified body you know that's right so so you're at your peak 
Right? Always. Every every second. It's heaven. I want my peak to be the uh, physicality of my like 25-year-old body with the wisdom of my 60-year-old mind. Well, we could ooh, we could get into the philosophical and the theological uh, how, how old you are in heaven, but uh, there, there seems to be a consensus that you're 33. That would make sense. Okay. Now, I got to so. think about what was I doing when I was 33? Probably not getting a whole lot of sleep because all of my <laughs> kids were pretty young. So hopefully it will be much more restful. I guess since we don't have a a, a human body in heaven, heaven, we won't be tired. <laughs> and the beatific vision will, will definitely inspire you. It'll you be know? hard to yeah. go to sleep, wouldn't it? If you, if you were you in front of God. I don't you need to sleep. You're in heaven. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't know that the conversation was going to go this oh, way, but deep. how wonderful. We are getting deep. But you're right about Catholic Schools Week. We are still right in the middle of it this week. Kids across the Archdiocese and in Southwest Washington probably having another great day planned for them today. We've got a great show kind of focused around our Catholic schools we again. We do indeed. We've got a lot of different features on Catholic schools throughout the morning. And Dame is back in town. Dame yes, Dalla, he's I back think in time. I'm excited, excited about that. It's going to be a big time at the Motive. It was a big time yesterday in Northeast Portland with Dame. So we've got a little news on that, too. I'm excited. And we're going to also talk about Archbishop Sample. He introduces the new director of Catholic schools. And he got on his social media platforms yesterday, talked about what really invigorates him as the shepherd of all of us here in the Archdiocese of Portland. It's a great message. Mm, see, that kind of goes hand in hand with you being energized. I did. Yeah. So maybe that's what it was. L- listen to your shepherd. That's right. <laughs> so we do have a great show ahead for you on this Wednesday morning. We're going to start things now with Father Kevin McGoldrick. Oh God, you are my God. And you are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. You are my God, for you I long, for you my soul is thirsting, is thirsting, is thirsting. Oh God, you are my God, for you I long, for you my soul is thirsting, is thirsting, is thirsting. Gaze upon you in the sun. 
down for you I long for you my soul is thirsting is thirsting is thirsting oh God you are my God for you I long for you my soul is thirsting is thirsting is thirsting Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That is Father Kevin McGoldrick and God, you are my God. 710 on the morning blend. It's Brenda and Pat with producer Eric. Glad to have you along for the ride this morning. We are smack dab in the middle of Catholic Schools Week this week, and we're going to check in with Kevin Kevin Doherty. Doherty. Yeah, get the name right. Kevin Doherty and my buddy Ted Grigsby will be with Kevin. And they're with the Catholic Schools Endowment Foundation of Oregon, providing scholarships to students throughout the Willamette Valley. A noble pursuit. We'll find out more about that and check that rainy weather forecast next at Matra Day Radio. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Father Robert Barcelos in prayer with the morning offering. A morning prayer written by St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, I offer Thee all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to his infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of his merciful love. O oh my God, 
I ask of thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly thy holy will, to accept for love of thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all eternity. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors, financial planning and investment management to help you retire with confidence. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors partners with you to find clarity, build a plan, and invest with your Catholic values in mind. Scheduling a free consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Mater Dei Radio proudly salutes all of our vibrant Catholic communities with our Parish of the Week. This week, we are excited to recognize our first recipient, Ascension Catholic Church, a center for life in Christ in Southeast Portland. Congratulations to Pastor Father David Jaspers, his staff, and the outstanding parishioners at Ascension Catholic Church. Your church community could be our next winner. Tell us why we should recognize your parish by sending an email to info at materdayradio.com. That's info at materdayradio.com to nominate your church as our Parish of the Week. Then listen Tuesday morning at 840 when our digital disciple Sarah Kinsey joins the Morning Blend to announce our winner. Your church could be our next Parish of the Week with a hearty tribute on the Hail Mary Media app and Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 714 here at Mater Day Radio. High of 54 and low of 45 today as the rain should be less likely as the day goes on. On and off chance of rain through the rest of the week and it's going to cool off as we head into the weekend. But you might see some on and off sunshine. All right. Well, I like on and off sunshine. I can deal with I that need today. I break this afternoon. Yeah. Okay. Currently 48 degrees at Regina Chaley Academy in Washougal. And it's 54 on the campuses of Regis St. Mary in Staten. National Catholic Schools Week is an annual celebration of Catholic education in the United States. And this year's theme united in faith and community. Well, any of us who have had experience with Catholic schools know faith in unity with the community, they go right hand in hand. Now, it is the goal of the Catholic Schools Endowment Foundation to ensure that any family within the Archdiocese of Portland who wants a Catholic education for their child should have an opportunity and joining me this morning to tell you how that can happen is their new executive director, Kevin Doherty, and chairman of their board of directors, Ted Grigsby. Kevin, Ted, thank you so much for joining us on the Morning Blend today. Thank you. Glad to be here. Kevin, I'd love to start with you. This is new to you. This post is new to you. You started just at the beginning of last year. For our listeners, tell them a little bit about well, say your long history with Catholic education. So uh, I started out here in Portland and I was with the diocesans at St. Thomas More. And then my family, we have a large Catholic family of nine kids. Six of us moved to Ireland and I had the Christian brothers in Ireland. And I always bring that up because they had a leather strap if you didn't do your homework. Whoa. 
<laughs> then, then I had the Jesuits here in uh, Portland, and I went on to Notre Dame with the Holy Cross, and I taught and coached with the Oblates in Florida. Uh, when I when I retired, I also came back and worked at De La Salle North Catholic, and uh, worked with the uh, corporate work study program, and provided jobs for kids to work one day a week to help pay for their school there. And then I arrived here after David Brands and a guy named Bobby Cairns were a Jesuit, and they were the founders of this. And uh, they said, we've got a job for you. Would you help us out? And um, I really uh, love the Catholic Schools Endowment Foundations because I believe that everybody should have the opportunity to have a Catholic education. Kevin, even our own Archbishop Alexander Sample, that is something so close to his heart that he does want everybody who desires Catholic education for their children to be a part of it. So it's wonderful to have you joining us today to talk about this incredible foundation. Ted Grigsby is the chairman of the board of directors joining us too. Ted, did you have children in the Catholic school system? Well, I have really young children right now. And uh, at some point, uh, I suspect that they'll uh, they'll be uh, among the numbers of those that are in the Catholic school system. And in your okay, ex- little, little too young right now, though. Okay, well, sure, but you have this idea. I mean, every parent, when when they start having kids, you plan for their future, and you want the best for them. And our Catholic faith joins education and our faith so beautifully in our yes. Catholic schools. What are some of the things that, as a as a young dad, that appeal to you about our Catholic schools here in the Archdiocese of Portland? Yeah, I mean, I think the primary thing for me is <clears throat> you expect, and and I think we see the evidence of this in the schools, the Catholic schools we have in Portland, <clears throat> is the uh, high level of education and formation. That's an expectation. But I would say that sort of additional item is the evangelization that comes with that, right? The formation of souls, uh, as well as the mind. And to me, that's that's key. That's why I am such a big proponent of uh, Catholic schools and really trying to do everything we can to give kids opportunities, kids that maybe not w- wouldn't otherwise have opportunities to help support them, and then to um, continue to support the schools so that they can have classrooms that are full with students. Um, and I think that's a big sort of down the road um, um, secondary or tertiary impact of Catholic schools. Endowment Foundation, if we can support more kids, that means more kids in the classroom. Um, You have schools that are healthier and you have broader evangelization in the community. And I think that's a huge uh, element of, of why we all do what we do. Having gone to Catholic school myself in elementary school, I knew that that was something I wanted to provide for my own children. And it is a great education. It is bringing Christ into the classroom that was so important to me. The thing that I didn't realize, though, in sending my own kids to Catholic schools is the larger Catholic family that it creates. In fact, I just we still Mm -hmm. go to dinner with the friends that our children made who have long graduated, it is focused on the child. But Kevin, Catholic schools lifts up families in very unique and special ways, don't you think? Oh, I completely uh, agree with you. I think besides the uh, faith-based Catholic education, uh, 
the community is so important. I taught school in both public and private school when I was younger. And the, the three things that, that we have is this faith, uh, Christian faith-based education or Catholic faith-based education. Uh, the, the fact that you help the less fortunate, the service work is in every school that I've been at, the Catholic school. And the last is the community. And these are things that you don't get in the other schools. Mm. I, can I add on to that? Please do. I, I think, in, and this is maybe in relation to what you had said, Brenda, you know, I think it has a compounding effect, right? And the more you broaden and make this available, it expands our communities and our families. Um, and it it works. It, it works um, against us when things go the other direction, right? When the, when the uh, schools contract and there's less people, well, then we have less impact. And that that family kind of gets smaller and smaller. So, you know, I think we see the benefit, the love, the faith, all of those things that build in our community as the schools are are healthier and there's there's um, that education is is extended to more people. If you are just tuning in, I'm speaking this morning with Executive Director of the Catholic Schools Endowment Foundation, Kevin Doherty, and Chairman of their Board of Directors, Ted Grigsby. Kevin, statistics tell us that Catholic schools shape students who will shape a better world because Catholic school graduates are more likely to vote, to volunteer, to give to charity and go to church. So how is Catholic Schools Foundation there to help make Catholic school education a reality for a family who would otherwise not be able to provide the special type of education that Catholic schools offer? Well, we have a website that you can go to our website. It is CSEF for Catholic Schools Endowment Foundation, Oregon.org. And, uh, that you can learn we have the website and you can learn everything about uh us more you can always call me at 503-750-1327 i will talk to anybody interested in our foundation oh, fantastic so for people who are listening this morning please check that out and of course i will include a link on the podcast for you well, Kevin and uh, and Ted, we've had such a wonderful conversation. I am already coming up against my break, but I would really love to know the, the details of all of this great work because you have so many wonderful supporters and you are doing real work for our Catholic schools and our archdiocese. Can you both stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Absolutely. Yes. No problem. 723 at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And we want to congratulate our very first parish of the week. Ascension yeah, here Ascension in Portland. Ascension Catholic Church. Congratulations to Father David Jasper. He's a pastor there. They have a vibrant parish there. And one of the things they said they're most proud of is that their parking lot is always full. I thought that was pretty cool because there's always something going on at the church. That's right. Love that. So we love to see full parking lots at our Catholic churches. And we want to salute your parish as our next parish of the week. Already saw some entries coming in overnight. So uh, who knows who it'll be next week. Could be your parish. So be listening. 840 on Tuesdays is when we announce it. And if you want to get your parish in the mix, just shoot us an email. Info, I-N-F-O, at MatraDayRadio.com. And you could be our next Parish of the Week here at Matra Day Radio. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Often, when confronted with the apostles' claim that Jesus rose from the dead, people ask if they made it up, and it's a reasonable question. So, did they? I don't think so, and here are a few reasons why. First, the early Christians had nothing to gain and everything to lose in lying about Jesus' resurrection, which makes their testimony credible. As Paul argues in 1 Corinthians 15, the only outcome for him lying is persecution and death. How does that serve as motivation for a lie? Second, the gospel writers include women as the first witnesses. This is a big no-no if you're trying to fabricate a story in first century Judaism. According to the first century Jewish historian Josephus, the testimony of women wasn't considered reliable at the time. So, there's one thing we can be certain of. The apostles weren't lying about Jesus' resurrection. I'm Carlo Brusord with a ready reason for Catholic Answers. Catholic.com. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live with Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 726 on the Morning Blend with Brenda Pat and producer Eric. And just ahead, President Joe Biden is weighing the U.S. response to the drone attack that mm. killed three service members. Got more details on that just ahead. And Pope Francis in his general audience calls this vice particularly dark. Mm. And I'll tell you what he's talking about coming up in news. Here is Jamie Teton with Surrendering. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. How could I hold back the smallest part of anything I'm holding in my heart? When I've seen who you are In the light of overwhelming grace For the matchless glory of your name I will live my praise Surrendering
And that is Jamie Teton with Surrendering. It is 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. President Joe Biden said yesterday he's decided how the U.S. is going to respond to the drone attack on a U.S. base in Jordan by Iran-Bakh military militants that killed three American soldiers. Retaliatory strikes by the U.S. so far have yet to deter any of these Iranian-backed groups in the region. Asked if this upcoming response will actually deter them, the president said, we'll see. He reiterated that the U.S. is not looking for a wider war in the Middle East, explaining that's not what I'm looking for. The U.S. response to the drone attack is expected to be carried out over the course of several days, striking at multiple targets. The Pentagon announced that yesterday two of the Army reservists killed in the drone attack, Specialist Kennedy Landon Sanders, 24, and Specialist Brianna Alexandria Moffat, 23, are being posthumously promoted to the rank of sergeant. Pope Francis dedicated his January 31st Wednesday audience to the subject of wrath, characterizing it as a vice that is pervasive and particularly dark. In his opening remarks, the Holy Father observed that wrath is an inherently physical vice as it is perhaps the easiest to detect from a physical point of view because one who is consumed by wrath has a particular difficulty in hiding this impulse. And aside from its physical manifestations, Pope Francis noted that the vice stems from, from a perceived injustice suffered which in turn permits it to be unleashed, not against the offender, but against the first unfortunate victim, making it something that destroys human relationships. National Catholic Schools Week is in full swing now through Saturday. Teachers, administrators, staff, students, and parents across the United States are celebrating with the theme, Catholic Schools, United in Faith and Community. Lincoln Snyder, president of the National Catholic Educational Association, remarked on the diversity of our Catholic schools. Classical education uh, is a, a very exciting new charism that is working its way into our schools in the United States. Uh, one of the great things about Catholic education is we've always had a variety of schools and within the context of, of the church. Uh, the Spirit has found ways to work through communities in unique ways to help, help uh, people, and so uh, uh, we've always uh, enjoyed a wide variety of types of schools, uh, classical education, along with some other new modalities like the Cristo Rey schools or dual language immersion schools, I, I think are great answers to uh, the needs of families and children today. National Catholic Schools Week is now entering its 50th anniversary year. Roughly 33,000 Oregonians may not have received their tax form 1099-G because was sent to the wrong address, says the State Department of Administrative Services. A machine processing error impacted forms that were mailed out to about 20% of people who receive unemployment benefits in Oregon last year. Form 1099-G is mailed out every January in document payments a person's received from government, such as tax credit, taxable grants, or most commonly, unemployment benefits. 
Well, anyone who received unemployment benefits during the prior year will need the information from the form in order to file their taxes. Now, the error affected nearly 33,000 of the 122,000 forms that were mailed out, according to the news release from DAS. Now, they will resend all of the impacted forms to the correct recipients, along with an explanatory letter, a process which is expected to be completed this week. In sports, it's going to be a big night tonight at the Moda Center. Former Blazer star Damian Lillard returns to Portland with his new team, the Milwaukee Bucks. Lillard played 11 years with the Blazers before he was traded to the Bucks back on September 27th. While his time with the team has ended, the 33-year-old can never escape his relationship here with the City of Roses. His family still lives here, and that bond was further cemented yesterday when Adidas officially named its Northeast Portland headquarters gymnasium court after Lillard. The Damian Lillard Court marks the first time in Adidas's 75-year history that the brand is naming a company lo- location after the athlete. Figured they would name the clock after him, you know. Oh, the time. clock. Dane, that's right. <laughs> uh, I think you are right, Pat, and you've been talking about this this week. I think it will be a very warm reception for I him. I think it's going to be a thunderous response. <laughs> you know, I it, it, I was uh, at the Moda Center when LaMarcus Aldridge came back with, with the, the spur and there was about a minute of the standing ovation. I bet tonight, I bet it goes, I bet it goes three or four minutes. Oh, I bet nice. they, they just keep going and going and going. It'll be, it'll be cool to see. It'll be a crescendo. Oh, well, I, and I hope uh, he feels how much love he has from the uh, city of Portland, especially the fans. Yeah, I think he will. With a little patience of Bambino Jesu, the Italian children's hospital that has been run by the Vatican since 1924, had a rare opportunity to speak with somebody a long way off. In fact, he was aboard the International Space Station. Wow. Astronaut Colonel Walter Villaday answered kids' questions while he floated before them on the TV screen. The children gathered in the playroom for the conversation that was made possible thanks to a collaboration between the Italian Air Force and the Italian Space Agency. Now, kids' eyes were glued to the projection screen where the astronaut floated before the Italian flag. Now, a girl named Cecilia came up and asked what did Earth look like from space? And Colonel Villaday explained, it is extraordinarily beautiful. The blue shades of the ocean and the snow on the peak of the Himalayas are wonderful. It's a beautiful, he added, when you pass over Italy at night with the lights or even during the day as you cross it in just a moment. He encouraged kids to follow their interest in space because he said some of you will definitely be able to get to the moon or Mars. Now, while these are important goals for the Italian space program, the little patients of Bambino Yezu were much more interested by these smaller, more routine aspects of living in space. Especially, they wanted to know what kinds of things they eat and whether or not he had a good plate of pasta while he was in space. <laughs> Sadly, Colonel Vivaldi said, I can't boil water here in space. All the food they get to eat travels to them through a straw. So uh, no, no pasta, no spaghetti in space. So I had a a friend of mine when I lived in Texas uh, who uh, worked at the Johnson Space Center and uh, we'd go out and speak and he was an an astronaut in training. And 
the one question they get asked every single time. Do you know what it is? I mean, always, always the kids will ask this question every time. Well, obviously, they talk about what they eat. The second one is how do you go to the bathroom? That's exactly it. That's <laughs> of course. it. That is the I number mean, one question. How do you the, go to the bathroom? Those right. are the two priorities in any kid's <laughs> life. And I laughed when I read that because obviously for me, I would recognize that even if you were boiling water in space to make pasta, any good cook knows that when you reach elevations, oh. the boil Boiling of pasta right. does not work well, and there no good Italian would ever eat a pasta cooked at that <laughs> elevation because it just would not come out right anyway. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, this Friday at 8 o'clock in Springfield, St. Alice Catholic Church is hosting Night of Love, a night vigil of reparation. St. Alice is one of only four churches in the entire United States hosting one of these Nights of Love. This vigil will include bilingual rosaries on the hour, prayers, quiet adoration, and a procession with a statue of Our Lady of Fatima. For these and more events in our Catholic community, go online to materdayradio.com and find it on the free Hail Mary Media app. Well, they are making a significant difference in our community for the education of our young people, and that's the Catholic Schools Endowment Foundation of Oregon. Brenda continues her conversation with Kevin Doherty and Ted Grigsby about the Catholic Schools Endowment Foundation and their work after we check weather next. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying the Memorare to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, almost chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who implored your help or sought your intercession were left unassisted. Full of confidence in your power, I fly unto you and beg your protection. Despise not, O guardian of the Redeemer, my humble supplication, but in your bounty hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. 
Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. It's 741 here at Mater Day Radio. High of 54 and low of 45 today on and off chance of rain through today and the rest of the week. It's going to get colder as we head into the weekend, but you might get some sunshine and some scattered clouds over the weekend. Currently, it is 51 degrees at the Pastoral Center right here in Portland. And 51 degrees at Jesuit Catholic High School here in West Portland. And I am back talking to the executive director of Catholic Schools Endowment Foundation, Kevin Doherty, and chairman of their board of directors, Kevin Grigsby. We are joining today to have a wonderful conversation about the ability to make Catholic school education a reality. All this week, we are celebrating our Catholic schools here on The Morning Blend. It is National Catholic Schools Week. Kevin and Ted, thank you so much for staying with me this morning. Thank you. Thank you. This is such a wonderful foundation. I know for myself, having raised four children, and you want to have this education for them. But with every Catholic school, we understand that there is a tuition that families have to pay. And that can be a barrier. And that can be the final decision for a family to say, this may not be for our family. And that's where Catholic School Endowment Foundation has stepped in to say, We want to make sure that this is a reality for every family possible. Now, this was just an idea that began to form in 2017, but by 2020, boy, this foundation was ready to start help funding students. Kevin, for our listeners, share with us a little bit about the ways in just a few short years that Catholic Schools Endowment Foundation has been able to make a difference in the lives of so many young children and our great Catholic schools in the area? Well, it's true. A lot of the great Catholics in the area that have joined our board and and jumped behind us to be able to raise us money and to provide us with with money. But ever since 2020, we have increased our uh, donations from uh, 2020 from $380,500 for a fund to this last year, uh, $588,000. Um, and this, this takes care of uh, a number of families. There's 1,398 students out there that request for a Catholic education. And they do this because it's uh, our foundation is based on people that uh, have a low income. And if you, if you know anything about the Catholic Church, it was, it was set up when they set up the schools. It was to help the immigrants get ahead in life. And at those times, I mean, I'm Irish. I went to school with the Irish, the Polish, the Italians, the Czechoslovakians, et cetera. And we have immigrants today that are looking for the same thing. And so it's very important that we provide this. The problem is we lost our priests and our, our nuns to be able to run the schools. So the expense has gone up quite a bit from since when I went to school. So this is I, I this is one of the biggest reasons uh, uh, that I've taken this job is to help support those families that want a Catholic education. Did I answer your question? Oh, absolutely for sure. And what just hearing you talk about that, it just makes me realize 
all the more that whenever you set out on a project or idea and God blesses it, well, he just doesn't give you a little bit of blessing. He just, the blessings overflow. And to hear a fund that has the ability to almost double in just a few short years to be able to provide for students, that is just proof that what you're doing is God's work for sure. Ted, now for our listeners, tell them a little bit about how this money is distributed so that way they kind of get an idea of when approaching a school, how they can make sure to piece together the resources they're going to need in order to get their children into this Catholic school. Yeah, certainly. So, you know, first I'll, I'll just start off with the this mission, your Archbishop Sample, um, kind of shared a vision with with our with our board, and and this is the heart of uh, Catholic Schools Endowment Foundation, is that any uh, family that wants Catholic education for their kid in the Archdiocese of Portland, uh, it'll be provided, whether they have the resources or not. So you can imagine that takes an immense amount of resources to do that with some of the conditions that Kevin just, just mentioned. Um, the way that we've worked and been able to begin uh, working on, on, on fulfilling that mission now, we, we've got a long way to go. We've got a foundation of assets, about 10 million in assets that we are able to use as distributions every year, draw off interest and use that as distributions for those in need. Uh, we need to grow that amount considerably. Mm-hmm. So that 10 million needs to grow considerably for us to be able to provide support to all uh uh, all students and all those who want to attend. And, and that's really our goal. Uh, for those who attend Catholic school um, or, or are looking to, what they do is they they fill out a forms called called FACTS. And it's, it's really just uh, kind of putting down their financial information, uh, requesting uh, support or applying for support. What we do is we identify every student and we start with those with the most need and um, our distributions or that interest that we're able to take off uh, every year from those assets, um, we are able to we we start distributing that to those with the most of need and kind of work up work up from there. So we kind of work from the bottom up. Uh, I think um, we were able to give about twelve hundred dollars or thirteen hundred dollars uh, per kid uh, this last year and. That's a really good start. So that's kind of an average number. Um, and that's, that's that's really kind of how it works. It's incredible, again, to hear just that amount of money is the difference for so many families that help them decide whether or not they'll be able to offer Catholic education. I know for my, again, my own family that there were times that it, it seemed tight and it was difficult, but there is not a moment that I regret the not having this fantastic Catholic education. Of course, throughout this week here at Mater Day Radio, we are celebrating our wonderful Catholic schools. Well, Kevin, again, for our listeners, remind them a little bit about where they can go to find out more information, to find out about the fund, and maybe to find out ways that they can support the work that you're doing at Catholic Schools Endowment Foundation. Well, they can always call me direct. I love to talk to other Catholics that that uh, get behind this mission, and they call me at 503-750-1327. Um, that's my cell phone, because I'll take the call at any time. Uh, but go to our website at 
CSEF for Catholic Schools Endowment Foundation, Oregon.org. And there's our website, and uh, there's a donation page. There you can learn anything you want on there. Um, and uh, if you have any trouble, always call me and I can walk you through it. All right. Fantastic. Well, Ted and Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a wonderful conversation. God bless you and the incredible work you are doing for Catholic Schools Endowment Foundation. Thanks for all you do, Brenda. Thank you, Brenda, for the opportunity. Appreciate it. And again, I was just speaking with the executive director, Kevin Doherty, and the chairman of the board of directors, Ted Grigsby. Now, again, if you want to find out more information, just find out ways that you can support the foundation or find out ways that you can tap into the resources they have made available. I will be sure to include the phone number that Kevin just gave you, as well as the link to get you straight to their website. You're going to find that on the podcast of this interview at materdayradio.com and of course on the Hail Mary media app. 751 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. You know, I'm getting all these little tax forms that are coming to me in the mail. I yes. went, to, went by my post bo- office box the other day and, you know, there were half a dozen in there and uh, we sent some out. I think we sent out over 600 last yeah. week. So I put a, a blank elef- uh, envelope on my desk at, in the beginning of January and just as those things start to trickle in, just Put it right in the envelope. Don't want to lose those. Yeah. And see, I, I usually spend Super Bowl Sunday doing my taxes because what? my team has not played in the Super Bowl ah. in 26 <laughs> years. So <laughs> so I just do that, you know, and uh, so I'm getting all that together. But if you're looking to create a wonderful opportunity for you to perhaps receive a tax deduction for the coming year, Matre Day Radio's vehicle donation program mm-hmm. is the way to do that. It's kind of a win-win. It's a great way for you to cr- simplify things create space around your house see all these houses that have boats sitting out there we'll take your boat take a drive by my house we look like a used car lot i think there's a couple of vehicles i'd like to donate on behalf of my children we'll take them okay it is easy to do deb will coordinate everything she is a pro at it and you can get the process going just go online matradayradio.com you can clear space around the house help catholic radio at the same time the vehicle donation program get that tax deduction from matradayradio.com Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. In the Lenten season, the Catholic Church invites us to prepare for the celebration of Easter Sunday of the Resurrection of the Lord. This period of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving allows us to imitate Christ during the 40 days he spent fasting and praying in the wilderness. Hi, this is Dina Marie of Faith Moments, and I'd like to invite you to a Lenten day retreat at the Grotto Conference Center, Friday, March 15th, from 9.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. on the theme, Behold the Lamb of God. This retreat features two conference talks, small group discussion, rosary and mass in the Chapel of Mary, time to explore the grotto grounds, and luncheon fellowship following mass. 
For more information and to register for this Lenten Day retreat, visit my website at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with a Mother's Moment. Some days it is hard to see that motherhood is a true path to holiness and has eternal value. In 1 Timothy 2.15, it states, But she will be saved through motherhood, provided a woman perseveres in faith and love and holiness with self-control. This scripture is for us moms, as it is a personal calling from our Lord for us to see the dignity of our own vocation. Our Lord shares with us that we need to not only care for our children and our family's needs, but we also need to persevere in faith, our belief in God, even during hard times. We need to persevere in love, even when our children and family members are hard to love. Persevere in holiness by going into the silence of our heart and be willing to turn it over to God and receive the sacraments regularly. The final words strike at the core of motherhood with self-control. Take some time out and consider meditating on 1 Timothy 2.15. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, Please reveal to us the great dignity of motherhood. Amen. May we be the light to the world by seeing that our motherhood is a true path to holiness. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Day Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 756 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life, and is Major League Baseball coming to Tigard? Oh, please. Tigard, though. Tigard. Or oh. Beaverton, right there on the right there on this on the line. I'm going to tell you about this is this is wild. Right around the corner from my house, Pat. You know how I feel about a good baseball game on a Sunday afternoon. Well, it's coming, Brenda. This I, is exciting. Okay, I'm going to wait for that promise <laughs> okay. from you because you okay. seem to follow through on those. And here in the Archdiocese of Sierra, uh, Portland, excuse me, Archbishop Sample is invigorated by the faith of young people he comes across. I'm going to tell you what he had to share. Cool. Also. That all coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Today's saint is heralded as the father and teacher of youth and is credited with pioneering the art of gospel magic. 
St. John Bosco, or Don Bosco as some call him, was born to a poor farming family in Italy in 1815. His father died when John was only two, so his mother raised her three sons on her own. They were extremely poor, but this did not stop Mama Margarita from showing her sons the importance of generosity. Often she would share food, clothing, or shelter with those who came knocking at their door. Learning from his mother's example, John grew in piety and became a devout young man. One day, he witnessed a show by traveling circus performers and decided to learn some of the magic tricks and acrobatics himself. He then put on shows for groups of kids, delighting them with his magic skills. At the end of each performance, he would recite a recent homily, prayer, or hymn. His performances drew such crowds that he eventually discerned his calling to become a priest. Being poor, however, John had little education, so he sought out a priest who could help him. Meanwhile, one of his older brothers grew jealous of John's desire to better himself, and one day beat him for thinking he was anything more than just a farmer. This only encouraged John's pursuit of joining seminary, and at the age of 12, he left home and hired himself out as a laborer in a vineyard. He eventually found a priest to help him, the future St. Joseph Cafaso, and after six years in seminary, he was ordained a priest in 1841. Immediately after ordination, John set out to work ministering in the slums of Turin, where he witnessed the deplorable conditions people worked and lived in due to the booming change of industrialization. Always drawn to the youth, he set himself toward improving the lives and education of homeless children, juvenile delinquents, and child laborers. Going into the streets, he used his magic tricks to draw their attention and shared short spiritual messages for the day. Among other things, he provided education, recreation, and religious instruction, eventually heading up a large building that included a grammar school, a technical school, and even a church. He was also known for defending the rights of young men in apprenticeships, where abuses ran rampant. And with the help of his mother, he helped find lodging for some 800 boys who came to the city looking for work. Then in 1859, he founded the Society of St. Francis de Sales, also known as the Salesians of Don Bosco, a group designed to continue his work providing young boys with faith formation, education, and healthy recreation. He then worked with Mary Mazzarello and in 1871 founded an order of nuns to minister to young girls in the same manner. When he died in 1888, the Salesians had expanded to more than 57 locations in several countries. He was canonized on Easter Sunday in 1934. Today, he is the patron saint of magicians and juvenile delinquents. St. John Bosco left a lasting legacy of love, education, and genuine care for those whom society cared little about, and the Salesians continue to improve the lives of young people around the world. May we, like St. John Bosco, live powerful lives of putting faith into action. St. John Bosco, pray for us. St. John Bosco, that is Awaken the Saints. For more information about St. John Bosco and all the saints and to pray with the saints, download the Hail Mary Media app. Details on how to do that at matradayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. Archbishop Alexander Sample of Portland is invigorated by the interactions he has with parishioners across the archdiocese. He shared on his social media platform yesterday that he is especially excited to meet young people and excited to hear about their conversions back to God. I've had interactions with five young people just in the last week. Ch happenstance encounters. And they're looking, they're searching. They're coming out of things like addictions or just out of a sense of purposelessness in life. And, and they're discovering faith. They're discovering the Lord. They're discovering Jesus. And it's inspiring in them a desire to know more and to come to deeper faith. 
So I, I just wanted to let you know how exciting I think that is. As a shepherd, as a, as a bishop, that pumps me up. That gives me hope. That, that gets my juices flowing, so to speak. So let's pray for these young people that this continues to happen by working of the Holy Spirit. God bless you. And coming up after weather, we will hear more from Archbishop Sample as he introduces the new director of Catholic schools, Elias Moe. And this aired on his show last night. Oregon leaders join forces to declare a 90-day state of emergency in downtown Portland, funneling resources into the city's deadly fentanyl crisis. Oregon Governor Tina Kotek, Multnomah County Chair Jessica Vega-Peterson, and Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler each made an emergency declaration to address the public health and public safety crisis in Portland's central city yesterday, citing overdoses, deaths, and fear driven by fentanyl use. The emergency order allows the city, state, and county to allocate resources to the response and set up a command center in the central city. The effort will include two public health campaigns and increased outreach to get people into treatment, recovery, and housing. The command center will share and report data on the impacts of fentanyl in downtown and use the data to respond to acute needs and gaps in services. Up to $9.5 million in affordable housing fund dollars are currently available to developers, nonprofits, and other housing providers for projects for low-income households in Vancouver. Clark County Today reports that grants awarded to the city of Vancouver's AFF will support the acquisition, creation, and preservation of affordable housing to increase housing choice and opportunities for households earning 50% or less of the area median income. Now, the current amount for a family of four is $56,400. Now, back in 2016, voters approved a $42 million property tax levy to support projects through 2023. Now, over the life of that levy, they've distributed $42 million to create or preserve affordable housing and assist more than 1,100 households experiencing or at risk of homelessness. Now, in 2023, a replacement housing fund levy was approved by voters and will sustain this project at increased level for the next decade. In sports, the Portland Diamond Project is in negotiations with the City of Portland to acquire Red Tail Golf Course as the group continues its years-long effort to bring Major League Baseball to the Rose City. John Canzano, sportscaster, first reported the negotiations yesterday, noting that the Diamond Project is looking to purchase the 164-acre golf course near Washington Square Mall for $50 million. That figures up from the $30 million offer the group made previously. The Diamond Project said it plans to create the largest sports and entertainment district in the history of Major League Baseball, and it's in my backyard. Wow. I'm excited about this. This is great. I mean, I walk over there in that area all the time. That would be fantastic. I can just I love... uh, pick up and walk to the game, go watch my Astros. Oh, oh man, that's quite ambitious. Go watch your Astros when they come to Portland. You're not allowed to do that. You have to be the Portland team. I'll, I'll, I'll cheer for them, except you when know, the Astros come. Yeah, can't, can't do that. <laughs> okay, we're not going to let you in then. But I would definitely get the season tickets. I mean, if, if it's right there, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. So what is more probable, that a team will move? 
to Portland or an expansion team will be created? I think it's going to be expansion more okay. than anything because uh, we we tried to get the A's and they're going to Vegas, um, and that was the the deal there. So I think uh, the expansion. It looks like uh, us, Nashville, and a few other areas around the country, but Portland always seems to be brought up in the conversation, which is good to see. And if they can secure that site, I think that is going to, to allay a lot of the fears people okay. have. And uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes, but this is a, a exciting development. We'll see if we can get light rail out there, too, to help move people back and that forth. Is, that is, I think, the sticking point. There's no mm-hmm. no light rail that runs at least in that corridor, but it's not too far off from from, from one of the corridors. Okay. So, yeah. Well, it, well if it, you're going to get season tickets to go see them if they show up, Pat, who do you want their mascot to be? Oh, that's a good one. Timbers yeah. are already taken, but it does feel like it has to see, have. I love, I love Dylan Pickle, Dylan T. Pickle. I love him. I, I'd love to see them be the pickles, but it's no. already kind of in use. So, yeah. I would not like to see them be the pickles. It would, <laughs> oh, come I don't on. even know what, what it could be. I'm going to have to think about that now, too. We'll have a contest. Okay. All right. Well, since the in-air incident on Boeing 737 MAX over Portland, Boeing said that it is withdrawing a request for a safety exemption needed to certify a new model of the plane. The company asked federal regulators late last year to allow it to begin delivering its 737 MAX 7 airliner to customers, even though it does not meet a safety standard designed to prevent part of the engine housing from overheating during flight. But after a door panel blew out on a different version of the plane, we know that incident Uh, last week. Officials in Washington, D.C. urged the Federal Aviation Administration to deny the request. Boeing said on Monday, we're just going to go ahead and withdraw that request. A Nashville jury found six pro-life activists guilty Tuesday of violating the Freedom of Access of Clinic Entrances, or FACE Act, and conspiracy against rice based on charges brought by the Department of Justice. The pro-life activists face up to 11 years in prison due to their protest in the hallway outside of Mount Juliet, Tennessee Abortion Clinic in March of 2021. An officer with the Mount Juliet police testified that roughly 20 to 25 protesters were there that day. Police responded to the scene after the protesters refused to leave when asked by property managers and disrupted other businesses in the building. Some of those named in the indictment have also been charged under the FACE Act in Michigan for a separate abortion facility blockade. Recently, a woman shared her conversion story on X. And it was because of one prayer. Any guesses what that might be? Here's what she wrote. I found one of my old journals from college yesterday. On July 8th, 1993, I hand wrote the Hail Mary in Italian. I had learned it that day from my Italian boyfriend who would say, and then I would say it every day. Then three years later in medical school, I converted to Catholicism. It never occurred to me at that time that those actions were connected. Now, I am certain they were. Now, Christina Herrera at Church Pop added that the Blessed Mother has the ultimate goal for each of us to devote ourselves to her son so we can get to heaven. In the way we ask our friends and family to pray for us, there is much power in asking the Blessed Mother to do the same. And the Hail Mary is the most perfect example of where true motherly love and intercessory 
prayer meet. We are offered an open invitation to accept the motherhood of Mary into our personal lives. So let it start with one Hail Mary and see how the Blessed Mother softens your heart to do the will of her son. As St. Jose Maria Escriva wrote, If you seek Mary, you will find Jesus. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, what's going on here at Modern Day Radio is our Parish of the Week is Ascension Catholic Church. And what goes on there every second Saturday is their Saturday Social. The Saturday Social upcoming is on February 10th. It begins at 6 p.m. in their conference room. All ages are invited to attend for refreshments and the company of others for these and more events Go to our website, moderndayradio.com, and find the community calendar on the Hail Mary Media app. Well, we've got a brand new director of Catholic education here in the Archdiocese of Portland, Dr. Elias Moe, and we will be speaking with him and Archbishop Sample just ahead after we check that weather forecast in Day Radio. Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. That you would send the Holy Spirit to them send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Are you a young adult in your 20s and 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Chris Dohanik, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work and witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to meet other young adult Catholics, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. It may be hard to believe, but Ash Wednesday and the start of Lent are just a few days away. Get ready for this special season with help from Mater Dei Radio. Unite with us in prayer during our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and Catholic reflections that will enrich your life. Mater Dei Radio is also eager to pray for your personal request through our prayer hotline. You can send an intention to our prayer team now by clicking the pray button on the Hail Mary Media app and MatraDayRadio.com or make a call directly to the prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Lynn will be here before you know it. 
Make sure you're ready to pray with the Hail Mary Media app and Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's 812 here at Mater Dei Radio, high of 54 and low of 45 today as there's no watches and warnings, so it's kind of a boring weather report. Scattered showers, on and off chance of rain. It's going to get colder as the week goes on with the chance of sun peeking out of the clouds here and there all throughout the rest of the week. Nothing boring about sunshine. No, no, not at all. But we do have, I think, a little more rain coming. It's been a wet January. Uh, not a record breaker, but a wet one for sure. Currently, it is 56 degrees at St. Paul's Catholic School in Eugene. And a few little raindrops falling. 51 at Holy Trinity Catholic School in Beaverton. There is a new director of Catholic schools here in the Archdiocese of Portland. On his show, Voice of the Shepherd, Archbishop Sample has a discussion with Elias Moe. And Elias mentions there the phrasing he just used, mission uh, of Catholic education. In our sort of reformation, if you will, of our efforts here in Catholic education, this is a very conscious uh, move, if you if you want to put it that way, that we've made. We're not we're, we're calling this even a, a completely different department. What what was formerly the Department of Catholic Schools is now the Office for the Mission of Catholic Education, which to a large extent, of course, is our Catholic schools, but not exclusively. Mm-hmm. And, and, and really what I'm, what I'm seeking to do here uh, in bringing Elias on board is to integrate the efforts at Catholic education more deeply into the, the lives of our parishes and to make those connections more explicitly and clearly so that the schools are seen as part of the evangelizing mission of the parish, that the school is is a mission of the parish. It's part of the parish life. It's it's not some separate entity over here. You know, and and that sadly is the case. In, you know, across the country, uh, with regard to Catholic schools and parishes, is it's like it's almost like two different entities, and they're even times there's two different communities in some ways. And, and so what I what I want to see is the schools as being on mission, on mission to evangelize, to share the good news, to help, as, as Aaliyah said earlier, to help these, these young people know who they are uh, as, as beloved sons and daughters of God and what their, what their purpose in life is, what their ultimate destiny is, and to, right. for them to come to know the Lord Jesus and to know their faith and, and to, to be alive and, and set on fire you know, for the work of evangelization themselves in the world once, once they, they complete their education. And Elias's title is, is not the superintendent of Catholic schools, but he is the director of Catholic education for the archdiocese. So it's even the, 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 the words being used here is, is trying to communicate a reshaping of the mission here. And, and, and again, I, I think, you know, it's, it's, I hope it will be truly transformational. Right. Well, and if people had an opportunity, you can look on the website, but the Church Alive newsletter released a letter that you sent out, you know, Behold the Lamb of God. And you said that our schools are meant to be sacred spaces, that they're there where students encounter the imprint of God in every aspect of learning. And, you know, going from those 20-some pupils looking at you as a young 22-year-old teacher to then a principal with a leadership position and then not only one school, but you've got a whole archdiocese that you're uh, really leading. What's that mission of education when you look at our faith and then sharing with these young people and imprinting their mind and their heart? 
You know, uh, I've become incredibly convicted over the last many years now in, in service of Catholic schools that we have actually done a really good job at overcomplicating it. And I think it's actually quite simple. Matthew twenty eight nineteen, go and make disciples of all nations, <laughs> right? Uh, I think some listeners might be familiar with uh, the why do we exist statement that uh, the archbishop here has for the archdiocese. And we exist to give witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why Catholic schools exist as well. So the mission, the heart of the mission for the Catholic educational apostolate for the Catholic school is is that. It's, it's, it's in the Lord's great commission. He says, go and make disciples of all nations doing what? Teaching, instructing. Mm-hmm. And I think that that really is the essence, ultimately. How we go about that, right, then becomes the question of how of communities and, and communities discerning in light of the reality of their particular community and, and the context of the culture and society of, of the times. How do we proclaim the gospel, give witness to the gospel? How do we form disciples? And as I shared in, in, in that note, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm deeply convicted that in the times that we're in, our schools almost take on this this kind of rescue mission, mm-hmm. mission outpost mm-hmm. in the wilderness of the culture and the times that we're in, boldly proclaiming, behold the Lamb of God. Mm-hmm. Here he is. Huh. Here he is. Mm-hmm. Um, here he is in, 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 right, in the, in the uh, logic and the patterns and sequences of mathematics that, that gives us an insight into his genius used to, to create all things um, in, in the, uh, the drama of the human story, and, and which is ultimately the story of salvation, right? Um, every aspect of the Catholic school can point and needs to point back directly to the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The Word made flesh, the Logos, uh, as the Greeks would say, right? The, the divine reason for all things. So it all has to continue to point back to, to the Lord and um, and that's that's the heart. So again, I think at times education has become so overcomplicated. Um, and in fact, the church, if we really look at it, calls us to to the essence right there um, in in the Lord's own words. Really, you know, it's it's interesting as we're as we're recording this this broadcast. Uh, we've just come off the Sunday, uh, this last Sunday, where our Lord is 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 in the gospel teaching and teaching with authority. Mm-hmm. Unlike the scribes, the gospel says, but the people are amazed at his teaching because he teaches uh, with his own authority. And we see this so much in the ministry and the life of Jesus, his teaching. Uh, he looks out and he, he sees you know, everyone uh, and his heart is moved with pity for them. What does he do? He sits down and he teaches them. He teaches them, and again, it's, it's about who, who they are, who God is, who they are as, as God's beloved sons and daughters. Again, what the what the meaning and the purpose of of their life is, and the eternal destiny to which they are called, the love to which they are called uh, in God, you know, this is this ministry of education of teaching is really it's it's a fulfillment, partial fulfillment of the prophetic office of Christ, which he exercises in his church. You know, as, as priest, prophet, and king, Jesus ministers all three what we call offices or munera. As, as teacher, as sanctifier, as shepherd. Uh, and this, this role of this prophetic voice uh, of Christ echoes in the church today. And I want our Catholic schools, in integral with the life of the local church, the local parish, to be a prophetic voice of Christ speaking in the world today. And, and, and as Elias has pointed out, you know, in the times that we're living right now, this prophetic voice of Christ needs to be sounded all, all the louder and clearer 
uh, for the lives of our young people. Now, that was a portion of Voice of the Shepherd. It aired last night where Archbishop Alexander Sample spoke with the new director of Catholic Education, Elias Mo. You can find that full episode. It is a podcast on our webpage and on the Hail Mary media app. 820 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And Brenda, yes, Tuesday next week, uh-huh. we have got our pre thon letter going oh, out for the yes. spring share yeah, lo- it, it just turns around. Boom. There it is. There it is. I've, I am really hopeful and excited, though, about this upcoming share because we've got a great message going out about hope. About hope. And yeah. that is and everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited about it, too. And again, the letter will be going out on Tuesday. The share itself coming up April 8th through 12. So we've still got a ways to go. Got to get through Lent and Easter before we get to share but the letter going out on Tuesday and we'll be building that matching fund for the share So keep an eye on your mailbox and then uh, check the letter out. And if it moves you and you find the Holy Spirit prompting you, then you can help us build that big matching fund. But again, mark the calendar April 8th through 12th. Renew your hope. The spring share here at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Registrations for both CYO Track and Field and Camp Howard are now open. With Track and Field, youth can try new events, learn teamwork skills, improve their fitness, and reach new goals. We are also hiring track and field officials. Visit CYOCampHoward.org to learn more. At Camp Howard, we help cultivate children's social skill sets in a safe environment with trained staff, connecting with others in the beautiful, peaceful outdoors with a host of wonderful activities. These include swimming, archery, basketball, arts and crafts, hiking, campfires, and having fun with fellow campers. We are also hiring summer camp staff. Be transformed where everyone in our community is valued and celebrated for the person they are. And join us this summer. Register your children or grandchildren now at CYOCampHoward.org. Thank you to all of our volunteers for your efforts to inspire our youth to become faith-filled leaders. May God richly bless you. Hi, my name is Will Detheridge. I grew up going to St. Juan Diego and Holy Trinity in Portland, and I'm a young entrepreneur. My company, Catholics for Hire, helps bring the church into the digital world. Inspired by Blessed Carlo Acutis, Catholics for Hire creates websites, videos, podcasts, and other digital resources to help you evangelize. We also produce print media, such as bulletins, manage social media, and assist with online advertising. Our mission is to get parishes, nonprofits, and even businesses connected to talented young Catholic professionals across the country. If you're looking for a new website, a podcast producer, a newsletter redesign, or more, check out our website at catholicsforhire.com. We ask you to join us in asking our patron to pray for the new evangelization across digital media. Blessed Carlo Acutis, pray for us. 
Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Day Radio. It's good to the very last drop, the morning blend on Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 825 at Day Radio, the morning blend with Brenda Pat and producer Eric, and I'm excited because tonight at the Moda Center, yes, it's going to be Dame time. I'm going to check my clock. And we'll tell you all about that <laughs> and the honor that Damian Littler got in Northeast Portland yesterday. Fantastic. And Pope Francis calls this a particularly dark vice. Mm. Boy, he really gets at it in today's Wednesday audience. I'll tell you what it is coming up in news in four minutes. Here is PJ Anderson and Victorious. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
that is PJ Anderson and Victorious. It is 8.30 right here at Mata Day Radio. U.S. President Joe Biden said yesterday he has decided how the U.S. is going to respond to the drone attack on its base in Jordan by Iran-bot militants that killed three American soldiers. Retaliatory strikes by the U.S. so far have yet to deter any of these Iranian-backed groups in the region. Asked if this upcoming response will actually deter them, the president said, we'll see. He reiterated that the United States is not looking for a wider war in the Middle East, explaining, that's not what I'm looking for. The U.S. response to the drone attack is expected to be carried out over the course of several days, striking at multiple targets. The Pentagon announced that two of the Army reservists killed in the drone attack, Specialist Kennedy Sanders, 24, and Specialist Brianna Moffitt, 23, are being posthumously promoted to the rank of sergeant. God rest their souls. Pray for their families. Well, Pope Francis dedicated his January 31st general audience to the subject of wrath, characterizing it as a vice that is pervasive and particularly dark. In his opening remarks, the Holy Father observed that wrath is an inherently physical vice, as it is perhaps the easiest to detect from a physical point of view, because one who is consumed by wrath, he said, has a particular difficulty in hiding this impulse. Aside from its physical manifestations, Pope Francis noted that the vice stems from a perceived injustice suffered, which in turn permits it to be unleashed, not against the offender, but against the first unfortunate victim, making it something that destroys human relationships. National Catholic Schools Week is in full swing now through Saturday. Teachers, administrators, staff, students, and parents across the country are celebrating with the theme, Catholic Schools United in Faith and Community. Lincoln Snyder, president of the National Catholic Educational Association, remarked on the diversity of our Catholic schools. Classical education uh, is a a very exciting new charism that is working its way into our schools in the United States. Uh, One of the great things about Catholic education is we've always had a variety of schools. And within the context of of the church, uh, the Spirit has found ways to work through communities in unique ways to help help uh, people. And so uh, uh, we've always uh, enjoyed a wide variety of types of schools, uh, classical education, along with some other new modalities like the Cristo Rey schools or dual language immersion schools, I I think are great answers to uh, the needs of families and children today. National Catholic Schools Week is now entering its 50th anniversary year. Roughly 33,000 Oregonians may not have received their tax form 1099-G because it was sent to the wrong address, says the State Department of Administrative Services. A machine processing error impacted forms that were mailed out to about 20% of the people who received unemployment benefits in Oregon last year. The form 1099-G is mailed out every January and documents payments a person received from the government, such as tax credits, taxable grants, or most commonly, unemployment benefits. Anyone who received unemployment benefits during the prior year will need the information from the form in order to file their taxes. Now, the error affected 32,960 of the more than 120,000 forms that were mailed out. DAS will resend all of the impacted forms to the correct recipients, along with an explanatory letter that is expected to be completed this week. 
In sports tonight, former Blazers star Damian Lillard returns to the Moda Center with the Milwaukee Bucks. Damian Lillard played 11 years with Portland Trailblazers before he was traded to the Bucks back on September 27th. While his time with the team has ended, the 33-year-old still has a very close relationship with the City of Roses. His family still lives here. And that bond was further cemented yesterday when Adidas officially named its Northeast Portland Headquarters Gymnasium Court after Lillard. The Damian Lillard Court marks the first time in Adidas's 75-year history that the brand is naming a company location after an athlete. The little patience of Bambino Jesu, the Italian children's hospital that has been run by the Vatican since 1924, had a unique opportunity to speak with someone aboard the International Space Station. Astronaut Colonel Walter Villaday answered the kids' questions while he floated right in front of them on a screen. The children gathered in the playroom for the conversation that was possible thanks to a collaboration between the Italian Air Force and the Italian Space Agency. They said the kids' eyes were glued to the projection screen where the astronaut floated right in front of an Italian flag. A young girl named Cecilia asked, what does Earth look like from space? And the colonel explained that it is extraordinarily beautiful. He said the blue shades of the ocean and the snow on the peaks of the Himalayas are wonderful. And it is beautiful when you pass over Italy at night with the lights on or even during the day and you just cross it for a moment. He encouraged the kids listening to follow their interests in space because he said some of you will definitely be able to get to the moon, even Mars. <laughs> wow, that's that's quite a journey for sure. Well, these are important goals for the Italian space program. The little patients at Bamboo Yezu were much more interested in some other aspects of it. They were especially eager to learn what kinds of things astronauts had to eat and whether or not the colonel got a good plate of pasta while he was in space. And sadly, Colonel Vivaldi said, can't boil water when you're in space and all their food gets eaten through straws. <laughs> I don't think I would even want to have a blended spaghetti dinner to have to, you know, drink through a straw. I, I'm thinking just one big slurp. You know how you get that one piece of spaghetti and just, just slurp it up? One yeah, real long yeah, one? Just one, it's I just one, one big one That would fit through a straw, there. wouldn't it? That would fit right through a straw. The meatball think, might get stuck. Yeah, I think, I think you could do it. <laughs> Wash it down with some tang. There you go. <laughs> it's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Friday, February 2nd, the Catholic Friendship Group is gathering yet again at St. Brigida's Catholic Church. This time, starting at 7, the Friendship Group is attending the Candlemas Mass at St. Brigida's. For these and more events in our Catholic community, go online to moderndayradio.com or download the free Hail Mary media app. That's right. Friday's the presentation of the Lord. Yes. Yeah, and we're going to have to take down all the Christmas decorations it's, now. It's official, uh, official. Oh, God. I... <laughs> well, we have got uh, Brenda's interview with Chris Faddis. Chris will be talking about Catholic health care. That's up next after we check that uh, rainy weather forecast and maybe a little sunshine, too. That's up next at Mater Day Radio. 
Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. It all started with Noah. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. When Noah comes out of the ark after the flood, he offers a sacrifice to God. The Bible tells us that God is pleased with the sacrifice and tells Noah that as long as the earth lasts, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease. The change of seasons is a wonderful assurance of God's love for us, reflected in God's provident care for the earth and its marvelous cycles of renewal. In our busy world, cushioned as we are by technology from the more extreme impacts of seasonal change, we risk losing this continual reminder of God's love. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com, O-N-E, MinuteMonk.com. Today is a good day to take a minute to enjoy the beauty of the earth God has created for our delight and to give thanks for the many blessings we so often take for granted. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 840 here at Mater Day Radio, high of 54 and low of 45 today. As scattered showers should become less likely as the day goes on, there's an on and off chance of rain through the rest of the week, and it's going to cool off as we head into the weekend with more of a chance of sun as we get into Sunday. That makes sense. I like that. A little bit of sun on Sunday. I love it. God gloriously signing upon us. Currently 52 degrees at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver. And it is 51 at Holy Redeemer Catholic School in Northeast Portland. Well, as we enter into a new year, we keep getting reminded that things have greatly increased in cost over the last year. And with healthcare costs rising as well, it leaves you with less money to spend on other needs. So what can we expect in the year ahead, especially with an election coming up as well? Joining me today is Chris Faddis, co-founder and president of Solidarity HealthShare, a nonprofit healthcare sharing ministry faithful to the moral teachings of the Catholic Church. Chris, thanks so much for joining us again in a brand new year, our first opportunity to talk. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, great to talk to you, Brenda, as always. I hope you had a good 
a good Christmas and a good start to the year. Well, we are all thankful having gotten through last week's storm to be able to get back to normal somewhat. But you turn on the news and so much is focused on the upcoming election. And I do want to talk to you a little bit about how healthcare is going to play into that. But before we get to that, just let's just go back in time for a little bit and remind our listeners why you decided so many years ago to put your faith into God and found Solidarity HealthShare. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, Brenda, you know, the emphasis certainly wasn't wasn't of my own will. I mean, it, it was one of those situations where we were we were thrust into a healthcare situation in our own family. Um, as many of your listeners probably remember, we you know we we uh, lost my first wife to colon cancer in 2012, and when when we were going through that journey for 17 months of treatment and dealing with all of the nightmare of, of the medical system uh, and insurance. It, it you know coincided with with a lot of of other things like you know being able to fundraise a ton of money for my wife's care in order to get her to specialists and advanced and alternative therapies that that she needed because the traditional routes weren't working. You know she was diagnosed at stage four, so there wasn't a whole lot of hope, and we needed to to do some other things. And we had this amazing uh, experience of the the Catholic and Christian community coming together and supporting uh, our family. Uh, and, and in those two circumstances, I think the Lord used used that to, to open my eyes. And um, during some time of prayer, he, you know, actually for Pentecost Sunday, a Holy Spirit novena for Pentecost Sunday, um, really kind of unveiled a, a vision for us of, of having a true alternative that would allow us to practice our faith, to be um, good stewards of, of our family's medical needs, but also to be able to be faithful in how we live our faith. Um, and, and so we, we set out to do that and, and, uh, took us some time to get, get live and get launched, you know, and, and get out there. We had to do a lot of things to make sure that we were doing it properly and through all the proper legal channels. Uh, but we did that. And, and to this day, you know, we're so blessed to be able to serve members in a way that allows them to share each other's medical bills off out of this bureaucratic and amoral system that is, that is truly, unfortunately doing the enemy's work in a lot of ways. Uh, but still give people access to good, solid health care um, that, that they need for their families. And, and that, that's why we started it, Brenda. That, that was it. Now, uh-huh. uh, there, there's about a 50 more reasons that the Lord has given me since, you know, the, the, the fight for price transparency and, and the you know, learning about how, doc, how certain doctors and hospitals are pushing people to, um, you know, to things like abortion and things. And so, you know, all of those reasons just continue to compound as to why we continue to, to be in this fight. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's important for people to remember that, the you know, why do we do the things that we do and why it's so important to place our trust in God and asking him, God, what is your plan for me and what is it that you want me to do? In fact, many people are going to be asking themselves that as we are entering into this election year. Did you find that when you were founding Solidarity that you came across things where you were asked as a company to compromise the Catholic faith of your members? And did you have a difficulty like that? Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that those opportunities come all the time. I mean, you know, there's certainly ways in which we could have arranged things to maybe appear Catholic or to appear Christian, um, you know, but ultimately do do things another way. Uh, you know, and, and one of those is just as simple as sometimes uh, the difficult thing in what we do is sometimes we have to be the voice of no, right? If, if something's not okay by our values, um, you know, and, and we're not going to share into a medical expense, sometimes we have to say no. 
Um, but then there's also the opportunities. I mean, there's plenty of opportunities for us to to hide our Catholic values and and, and you know market this as a secular product or program. Uh, and the reality is that that would take away the the real truth and value for what we're doing. This there's not a a monetary motivation here. This is about serving our members and making sure that they have the care they need and that that we're giving them a way to share with each other's medical bills. And so there's lots of opportunities like that where, where that come your way or, or different vendors or partners, or organizations, or even funding sources that would help make things easier, right? And and so, you know, over time, you know, we've really just, uh, I think, grown and learned that, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, you know, a lot of companies talk about core values. Uh, and, and we really haven't had a lot of focus on core values because our founding mission is re- rooted in the, the gospel of life and the teachings of the church. Um, and, and our values really are the, the virtues that God has given us, right? And so I think Pope Benedict tells us, Brenda, that, you know, you know, there's lots of ways that he talked about this idea that sometimes things need to get smaller, right? That the church might get smaller, but it'll be more faithful, right? Oh. Or that what God's calling you to might be smaller, but it's going to allow you to live, live what he's called you to. And that's, I think that's the lesson, right? Is that, you know, as much as we would love to grow, we want to serve as many peaceful people as we possibly can. Because we do things a certain way, it takes a lot more time to grow. Chris Faddis joining us today, telling us more about how Solidarity Health Share came to be and why he has decided to stand with God when it comes to their decision making. I love how you bring up Pope Benedict there because he talked about that remnant church, that smaller church. And I just like to say we might be smaller, but we are mighty. And you just kind of take on what is before you, like you are doing there at Solidarity. Now, what is before all of us is an upcoming election, and there's so many things to weigh. But we recognize that inflation is, there's not a person unaffected by it. And our dollar doesn't seem to buy as many groceries, especially with health care costs continuing to rise. Tell our listeners about what is happening with health care now and what we've got to look forward to and prepare for in 2024. Yeah, I mean, you know, just like everything else that's continuing to rise, of course, healthcare was on the rise every year before this inflation that we're experiencing. Um, but, it, you know, it certainly doesn't help <laughs> to have it keep happening. Um, you know, and, and now, you know, we're at this this historic rise of, of spending of, you know, even Medicaid uh, is up 9.6% with Medicare spending up 5.9%. And those, you know, what's interesting about that, Brenda, is those are rather controlled costs uh, because with both Medicare and with Medicaid, um, the pricing that will be reimbursed is set by the government, right? And so there's no ability for, for the hospital systems or the doctors to really mark that up. So, so in a controlled market environment, they're still having these kind of surges. We're seeing surges upwards of 17 to 20% in some sectors of, of the private healthcare market. Um, for actual expenses. I'm not even talking about insurance premiums, just actual expenses. Uh, and so that's, that's continuing. I think it's, you know, continuing to, uh, you know, make it harder on people. Obviously people have their deductibles and those things to meet and more and more people are, are struggling with that, uh, as, as these, you know, these expenses go up, co-pays and health plans are going up, co-pays and in, in, in pharmacy spend is going up. Uh, and so I think people are really starting to feel that that burn, so to speak, of, of uh, the, the the price. I think in a lot of ways in the insurance market, we're, hit, we're shielded from it because we only see the, the increase of the premium, which does matter. But most people kind of 
ignore it. We just pretend like that wasn't money we ever had. But the reality is it is our money. Even if your employer is paying for it, it's part of your pay. Um, and so we should pay attention to that. So it's definitely worth paying attention to. Um, you know, we're happy to say that we are still able to maintain costs using our, our discounting and repricing methods that we use. And we're still getting discounts upwards of 65% for our members on their medical bills. But again, that is still seeing, we still see the rise, of course, right? Because the, the mm-hmm. overall charges were still higher. So even if we're getting that discount, our costs are going up for our members as well. So, you know, uh, but I think it's the, one of the reasons why I think we're, we're so effective is because we, we go off of that baseline and understanding what the actual cost of care is, making sure the doctors and the physicians are paid well in the hospitals. How are they going to find more information about Solidarity and get connected with one of your great team members? Yeah, I, I mean, I think definitely visit us at, a, at, at our website, solidarityhealthshare.org, solidarityhealthshare.org. Um, uh, and definitely call us at 844-313-4999. We have a great team that's there to answer your questions. Um, and they're they're just uh, passionate people about what mm. we do, and they, they do a great job of helping answer your questions, make sure it's a good fit for you, um, and, and also explain some of the processes that I, that I discussed on the air. Oh, fantastic. And again, Chris, what you shared at the beginning about why you started Solidarity, we know that you join your life experience to what people might be suffering and going through now. And it is care and love and prayers that you offer for all of your members. So thank you again so much for joining us. God bless. 851 at Mocker Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And if you have part of your health routine vowed for 2024 to be the year you improve your diet. I did that and I've already broken it twice. <laughs> but it is a new month starting tomorrow. That's so right. I can you start can all, again. You can always start over. You can always start over. And if you're out there buying all that healthy fiber, maybe getting a big old thing away. You okay. can shop for the cause and help Catholic oh. Radio at the same time when you get that big old jar of whey. I have never had whey on my shopping oh, list Oh, you got to get some whey. you okay. got to get some whey. And when you do it, make sure you're part of Fred Wire's Community Rewards Program. Nice. You can link your card to Matra Day Radio, and then every time you buy that big old thing of whey, you're helping Catholic Radio at the same time. Shop for the cause with the Community Rewards Program from Fred Myers and Matra Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Father Matt Libra. Please join me as we pray for unity in our church, our community, and our country. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Holy Trinity, unite us as one. Bring unity to our diversity so that in one body and in one spirit, we may love one another and glorify you. We ask this in your holy name. Amen. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, 
please visit us online at materdayradio.com or call our prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Day Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 854 at Mater Day Radio, the morning blend with Brenda Pat and producer Eric. And last check of weather, rain at a 90% shot today, but we're going to have some sun breaks in between. So I think we might see a little bit of sunshine this afternoon. High going up to 56. Then tonight, more rain, low about 44. Chance of rain tonight, 60%. Then as we get closer to the weekend, some clearing and cooler temperatures. Right now, 51 little scattered rain around the area and uh here in the rose city uh getting ready for that big game tonight okay so i gotta set my should, alarm right be now raining if you're headed out to the motor center i think it's going to be crowded uh a plan to arrive a little early because i think you're gonna hit some traffic absolutely and you <laughs> want to be there for the pre-game intro right absolutely for sure. well uh closing out our show today here is i am they with from the day and you are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life from the day. That is I am they. It's 859. That's hard to say. That's a lot and of... And rhyme again. I am's in there. <laughs> I am's and you are's. That's yeah. an exciting song. Now, that if that song doesn't get you lifted and ready to take on the day, I don't know what it's going to take today. Oh, I was bopping my head. Yeah. That's right. Plus, it's St. Joseph's Day, Wednesday, so... That's and perfect. St. John Bosco. St. John Bosco. Yeah, great day. And tomorrow is February. February. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. And now we are officially exactly two weeks away from Ash Wednesday. So, oh, and St. Valentine's Day. And St. Valentine's Day. We've got a lot coming <laughs> up. So, uh, we hope you have a very blessed day. God bless you.